Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Okay, well, we're getting ready to kick off, and this is another session of uh, Crypto You Say uh, in a nice hot July afternoon in Waco, Texas, and this is Crypto Donnie and my partner in crime. Blockchain Brandon, how's everybody doing today? <laughs> and I guess your weather and I'm Panama. sorry, repeat yourself? <laughs> it, it was, that was uh, just our intro. Okay. Hey there. Uh, so what's the weather like in uh, Panama Beach today, uh, blockchain? Oh, man. It's uh, fair to middle and partly cloudy. <laughs> no, yeah. It's kind of warm. Uh, quite a bit warm today. Um, uh, great day for the beach, for sure, and I didn't go again. <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah. yeah, it's only about 100 four here i think or three so it might, it's kind of a cool day uh in central texas well let's jump wow. let's <laughs> let's just jump right in to uh, uh some of the things going on with uh crypto this uh last week and uh, one thing i ran across that was kind of uh, interesting to me uh because of, of where our uh, project's home office is in dubai and that was that the uh, crown prince uh, of the Arab Emirates, uh, he said he announced Monday that the Emirate would look to uh, use the metaverse to create 40,000 virtual jobs and add $4 billion to the Dubai economy over the next five years. And Boom. that they were going to push... <laughs> this metaverse strategy aiming to put their region on the virtual map is one of the top 10 global metaverse virtual economies. Uh, that was sent to me as well. Uh, it's funny, you know, as you start talking about uh, being a part of the blockchain, uh, people send you all kinds of information uh -huh. because now guess what? It's uh, getting more mainstream. Yep. So yeah, I said, I read that article too. That is a great article. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really interesting, uh, and I hadn't thought about it from being uh, in the. Well, I've thought about these terms, but I don't know that I've heard somebody else voicing it in calling it the uh, new virtual economy, the global virtual economy. <clears throat> but that's really yeah. that's really what the metaverse is, and that and every week it seems like we learn more about new pieces and parts uh, that are coming into the metaverse world. Yeah, well, it's the Web 3.0. Yep. We're not just going to go to a website anymore. We're going we're gonna to go in the website. So yeah, yeah. You know, we're going to be in it. We're going to be participating. 
uh, throughout that journey. Yes. Amazing, amazing. Get, I found this. Check this out. You know those domain names? Remember when the dot coms came out and everybody was buying the dot, you know, or, you know, some of them were becoming available. Yep. Uh, and, and they were kind of getting to be, you know, expensive. Well, then they've added more and more and more. Well, now there's a what's called a, a dot ETH <laughs> in the Ethereum world. And a collector, he paid $72,000. For Sony.eth. Wow. Yeah. <sighs> so so they're going to have, you know, they're promoting Sony, obviously, but they're also promoting, hey, we're into crypto. You know, yep. we're into the blockchain, so we want to be Sony.eth for, you know, whatever that's coming up. But I thought, man, it's, it's everywhere. There's such, such ways to, um, to monetize, right, and to, to get in the front of this crazy you know, monetization of the blockchain and all the things a part of it. Yeah. Yeah. And then the, one of the other things I ran across as I was looking at it, I don't know that I've ever read this before, but it was a, uh, it was a, who is uh, Satoshi Nakamoto? And it kind of mm -hmm. went in a little, you know, the story about him, uh, and uh, that was very interesting. It's one, it's his story is one paragraph long, so the guy didn't <laughs> he didn't hang around very long uh, before he <laughs> disappeared. Uh, his first post that came on January third, two thousand nine, and uh, they said he's kind of like the Alexander Graham Bell uh, of the uh, Bitcoin, and uh, huh. uh, and then on by. Uh, April 11th, he sent an email to a developer saying that uh, I've moved on to other things. And after that, he disappeared and nobody ever heard from him again. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. So, well, um, you know, you'll be happy I didn't finish the, the other part of, of this story on the domain name. It's an NFT. <laughs> And I know you love NFTs, you know. It's yep. The Ethereum, it's called the ENS series, Ethereum Name Service. So this is a, what do we call it, that non-fungible token? Yep. Uh, yep. And, and that's so the ENS domain name. That You want to go grab one, I guess, because it could be worth something later on. Yeah, yeah. I noticed on uh, my, I use Namecheap for all of my, uh, uh, domain names, at least I have in the past, and now they have a mm -hmm. a alternate <clears throat> path that I can go and all for the domains that I already own, I can buy uh, Web 3.0. They're not domain names. I forgot what they called them, a, a parenthetical name or something like that. And they were there yeah. were already hundreds of the uh, different acronyms after them. It, uh, it was amazing. Huh. Every one of my domains, I can go in now and buy, pre-buy my space. They're calling it purchase your real estate. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and by doing that. So, uh, but they didn't, I didn't, I, I didn't spring for 80 to a hundred bucks to get a uh, virtual name yet. <laughs> well, that's cheaper than, 48 Ethereum yep. to, to have acquired. 
So yep. he got even. Yeah. Yeah. So yep. 80 bucks is nothing, right? Yep. Nothing, nothing. Well, there's, there's still a lot, lots of news going on. You know, you think for a market that's so bearish, you know, why is there all these uh, articles out there that have to do with the blockchain and cryptocurrency? You know, it kind of makes you go, hmm. Yep. <laughs> you know, some people think, some people think Bitcoin is dead. Yep. <laughs> it's, yep. it's lost. You know, it's going down. I hope it keeps going down, actually, because I want to I want to make up for some bad moves I made <laughs> over the last, you know, six months. Yeah, cost but, uh, do a little cost averaging. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I did read. I saw where some folks think it's going to go back down to under 10,000. Holy So smokes. don't really know. Don't uh, know. Well, you know, that'd be fire sale. Uh, yeah, and, and you know, and if we, the trick is knowing when. <laughs> That's yeah. always uh-huh. the trick. Yeah, when when the, we when, had a, when the bounce is the not. real up bounce. <laughs> mm-hmm. The last correct, correct. Mm-hmm. The bottom of the uh, bottom of the mountain, as they say. Yep. Well, it's ever it's growing. I tell you that you brought up the project. You know, we're all excited about this G triple nine coin. We're excited about, uh, uh, you know, some some strategic partnerships yep. that was created. You know, and uh, we've got trading. You know, this is something listeners really need to know about. They need to tune in. You know, I used to be being in the insurance world. I used to uh, market against rate of return because we taught, you know, the savings rate can outperform the rate of return, you know, pretty much 99% of the time. Yeah. Okay. And that's still true if you're going against fiat, if you're using fiat as the example. Now there's new platforms in place through a company called BD Swiss, the tech company that's, that's driving this. We're talking now getting returns upwards of 300 percent yep on your crypto money so yep. when we you know now the rate of return uh i'm gonna have to start recalibrating my brain uh-huh. <laughs> on that those uh things that i was trained in the fiat world you know to the to the crypto and the blockchain space yep. so so there's not a whole bunch of banks you know a lot of buildings involved right there's not a whole lot of people involved yep so Guess what? We who participate in this get to share in the lion's share, yep. get to participate. So, so this is kicking off in August. So, there's some products that are out there where people can literally place their fund, exchange their devalued currency into crypto and place it in these meta certificates in this meta world, uh, in the metaverse, and and earn those types of numbers. I cannot wait to see that yep. in action. It kicks off in August. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to be ready. Yeah, 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 me too. I'm already lined up for that. Well, this is a good segue, mm-hmm. I think, to bring uh, Roxanne in uh, and let us join in because uh, uh, with you talking about from the, from the insurance field, uh, our guest today, Roxanne Endermule, I probably still butchered your last name. <laughs> no, we'll, you did great. Okay, okay. Well, we'll call you Roxanne anyway. Short, uh, but she's <laughs> she's a, she is an infinite wealth strategist, and the thing that really caught my eye and why I invited her to join us 
was one thing that she does is she works with crypto people because she has a program that uh, uh, helps us actually not pay any taxes on our passive income, which is just about everything that happens in the world of crypto. Uh, Wow. (laughs) Yep. Yep. So, Roxanne, yeah. we, we're, we're glad to have you. And why don't, why don't you tell us a little bit about you and what you, who you, where you come from, where you are, and uh, uh, then how you got into this field? Because I'm real curious to find out. <laughs> well, thanks. Um, I'm glad to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Um, I am. I, I came from a, a, an insurance background as well. And I began getting interested in, in a concept called infinite banking, where we show people how to actually become their own banks within a whole life insurance policy. Um, as my interest in that peaked, I started looking for companies that would actually train me so that I could do those correctly. Because there's a lot of, if, if you don't do them correctly, they aren't of the best benefit to people that they might be. Mm-hmm. And, and when I found a company that would actually train, they also had this magical little trust that they were working with as well. And, um, you know, my focus was the banking policies, but I started getting educated about this trust. And that now is the primary focus of what I do because within this trust, like you, like, like you just said, passive income taxes go away. We can also partner it with a business trust that's similar and make self-employment taxes go away. Um, it's just, it's a really wonderful tool. And um, I and you ask where I come from. I'm I'm actually in uh, Northern Colorado is where I'm coming to you from today. And and nice. so and I and, and so and I, I have my own company and I work with a senior partner who um, has a lot of the connections for the trust. It's a 50 year old copyrighted trust. So yeah, and I found it's it's called a spendthrift trust. Is that right? Spendthrift something trust. Well. Well, that is, a, that is a very important element of the trust, um, but it is more than spendthrift. It actually has five different pillars to it. Oh, wow. The spendthrift is critical is what creates the, it actually makes it impenetrable for lawsuits and things like that. Um, but it also is an irrevocable, um, it, it, it's an irrevocable, uh, I'm sorry, complex, uh, non-grantor trust. Wow. And and all five of the pillars have to be in place for it to do what it does. So it's important wow. to, to it's important to do that with somebody that knows what they're doing and has done it more t- many times. Yeah, it's important to work with somebody who specializes in it because it's actually there, there are two different kinds of trusts that people are familiar with, and what most people know and what most people hear about are what's called a legislative trust. Yeah, and what that means is the legislature or the government has created it. They create the rules. They create everything around it. They, they con- and they control it and they can change anything anytime they want. And since they created it, they can tax it.
there's another mm-hmm. category, which is probably less than 1% of all the trusts out there, which is the one that I work with. And this is one of the most critical pieces is that it's a contract-based trust. Instead of being based in government control, it's based on a contract between two people, which is a constitutional right to be able to contract. And so based on that contract, the government doesn't control it. They can't change the rules on it. And what they didn't create, they can't tax. Wow. And so that's well, a huge it. distinction that it falls into that category. <laughs> that that hits all my hot buttons of <laughs> one arena. Uh-huh. <laughs> This is good. Yeah. This makes me think of, you know, the people, people, wealthy people don't pay a lot of taxes because they have smart people working for them and they show them yeah. how to do this. And it looks like, sell like Roxanne is one of these smart people that can work with, with folks and, and, and guide and educate. It's not that you're, we're, we're um, um, doing th- anything wrong, right? It's the tax code is out there. But you got to have people that can understand it and know how to maneuver, right? So, so we can yeah. have pay as not as much as necessarily we we should need to, right? Or, or I'm all for paying taxes, but I don't want to pay for all the roads, you know? We want to take some home, right? Yeah. Yeah. And well, I- and and ironic, ironically, the concept for this trust is almost 500 years old. Back in, uh, I believe it was 1633 or 1533 under King Henry VIII, he was seizing the lands of the wealthy. And so that was when the smart people got together and came up with that whole concept behind this trust so that they could get all their lands moved in there and and the king couldn't get them. And of course it worked. And so it came to this country and it predates our government. So the government has no control over something it didn't create. Wow. Well, I'm I'm all in believer of the Constitution about you know paying taxes is voluntary, you know. But <laughs> you gotta have you better have something in writing, right? You better have a contract showing that. Uh, I love this, man. This is exciting. Tell us more, Miss Roxanne. <laughs> so, well, one of the things that I get asked a whole lot is how come everybody's not using them that they're so wonderful. And, you know, it's really not too complex of an answer. But like you mentioned before, you've got to have people that this is their specialty, that they work with contract-based trust and understand this. Because what happens is in this country, like your attorneys, they're very well educated in law schools on legislative trust. Because mm-hmm. the law schools get their information. What, what they need to teach to is what the bar puts down, which is a government mm-hmm. entity. Yep. So the government is very interested in people in the attorneys being very equipped to do legislative law um, and, and legislative law trust. Um, they don't give them a whole lot of education about contract trust. And so a lot of them don't know about them. And when professionals wow. sit down to help people, they work out of what they know and what they understand. They, you know, and, and that's, and so consequently they don't get too well circulated because there's not a lot of attorneys out there that are specializing in contract law, contract law trust. Yeah, the government's full of attorneys. Yeah. So of course, they're going to steer everyone yeah, <laughs> to the, before they to make the one the, they want. Before they make the most money. And so also yeah. what I'm hearing is it's a great way to protect yourself and your assets and your family's uh, wealth, whether it's huge or, or small, uh, from uh, outside uh, challenges such as the IRS wanting to take your house. Absolutely. 
Um, and yeah, it prevents against the, the government that way. But then the other thing is, um, if you look back to when OJ Simpson got sued by the Goldman's, they oh, got mm-hmm. a huge settlement. The only thing is they got hardly anything because he utilized a trust like this and it kept everything out of reach. Wow. Really? Yeah. Amazing. Wow. Wow. So he had, this- I was just about to ask for an example, like, you know, without giving names, but this is a good example. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, know this, know this guy. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That is cool. So you say it's a contract. So yes. coming from the insurance industry, the life insurance is a contract. So who underwrites? Somebody has to, who, who's, who's putting their name on this contract? Well, the, the contract is an agreement between the person who grants the trust and it's a non-grantor trust. So once they grant the trust, they basically sign the papers and walk away and they never, ever receive any benefit from the trust, which is hugely important for the asset protection piece of it because it will never be viewed as an alter ego of them. If a person goes and they grant their own trust, then their name's all over that. And if they ever get sued, it's fair game in court. This one is non-grantor. That person grants it. They walk away. They never have anything else to do with it. Consequently, it's never an alter ego of anybody. And so it's a contract based on that person who grants the trust and the trustee. And they come together and, and sign, these, uh, sign off these papers and agreements um, to enter into this contract and this trust. Okay. So it's just between the two parties. Yes. That's, okay. that's the constitutional right to contract. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Mm-hmm. But we so, don't need a third party involved. No. Wow. Okay. So how so is, how, yeah, we're both have, I think we both have the you same got question. <laughs> how is the grantor, if I'm the grantor, the guy that I own the businesses and, and generating it, how, how does that benefit me if I'm setting it up and walking away from it? Well, you, you wouldn't be the one to grant your trust. Oh, it's okay. it's uh, somebody else will grant your trust, and then you will sell everything that you own into that trust. And then oh. you will probably operate as the trustee because you control the trust. Oh, okay. So as the trustee. So that would be like the law firm that sets this up. They would be ant- acting as the grantor. Is, but that no, matter? you actually usually you you find somebody, a friend, or somebody that would never, you know, like the two of you could trade off signing off on each other's trust. Oh. So, so you find wow. somebody outside the family who you never want to have benefit. And it costs them nothing except a signature. And there's no liability for them because you're there. Wow. Yep. Because it's non-grantor. Wow. (laughs) So how can this help us in this uh, world of blockchain and crypto? Uh, Donnie said that you're working with some folks right now or, or you're intrigued with, with crypto or tell us, tell us your journey there. Well, I, I came across some folks that were involved in some uh, some serious crypto investments, and they were making good money and asking, well, you know, we're getting eaten alive by, by you know, our income taxes, the passive income taxes. And so that's where the thing is, if, if somebody has a trust like this, they basically sell their crypto investments for cost basis on what they paid for them into the trust so that there's no... There's no profit generated there, so it doesn't create a taxable event. But once it's inside of that trust, 
then if that if they had a hundred dollar investment that's now worth a hundred thousand dollars, they can cash that out inside the trust, and it generates no tax because it's under a tax code that says that that it's not subject to passive income tax. And so now within that trust, the trust exists to care for the beneficiaries. So now that money that's come into the trust can pay for the housing of the beneficiaries, the travel of, not travel, I'm sorry, the housing, the transportation, medical care, uh, you know, education, and, and, and some other things as well. And it can pay for everything for the, for the, uh, for the beneficiaries and the trustee, except for what we call the three F, which is food, fun, and fashion. So the trust can't pay for groceries or entertainment or clothes. Okay. Right. About 90% of all of a person's living expenses can be paid out of that trust. And so what happens is that investment cashes out inside the trust. The trust pays for all those expenses and it's all still operating out of the trust on a tax-free basis. The only time anything becomes taxable is if you actually take money out of the trust to go elsewhere. Not not paying the bills for the for the mm-hmm. beneficiaries and all those allowable expenses. But like if you wanted to take ten thousand out so you could go do it on a vacation in Hawaii and you wrote that out, then that would create a taxable event. But that's the only time taxable events are created is when money leaves the trust. Okay, because that's part of the three Fs going to yep. Hawaii. Yeah, that's that, that, that's yeah, that's the fun part. <laughs> and, and, and so you can marry. You can also op do you operate your business in that same trust, or you set up a separate business. No, to- no, there's actually a sec. There's a second business trust, and so um, if, if if you don't need to set it up separate if it's all this passive income, but if somebody has active income where they have a business where they're getting active income, then we set up the business trust because then it becomes a pass through to the beneficial trust where we can turn a good amount of the income passive and what can't be, we can actually um, write back into the trust on a K one and make the taxes go away that way. Wow. So is the business trust one of the governments or the contract? Oh no, it's, it's also, it's a, it's a very similar trust. It's also a contract based trust. It's just calibrated for business. Oh, wow. Wow. So, okay. Here's here's the million dollar question. <laughs> if, if someone was wanting to work with you, and uh, you know, is there a cookie cutter uh, number, or is it more complex than that? Uh, I'm sure you want to, you know, meet the person and kind of look at their their portfolio of, of sorts. But um, how, is it affordable? Is it, uh, you know, can you can you answer? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I can answer. Okay. Yeah, well, well, the best way is um, on my face. I have a, a website, and it's mm-hmm. hisfaithfulstewards.com. And on there, anybody can go on and schedule a time to talk. Um, okay. I'm always very interested in hearing what people want to do with the trust before moving forward, because if they're looking mm-hmm. to do something that the trust won't do, I'm going to be the first one to tell them that and tell them to save their money and do something else. Cause like uh, I've, I've had people call me and it's like, Oh, you know, I've got all this income coming in and I want to get rid of the taxes. Well, if it's coming uh, in on W2 income, the trust can't help with that. I mean, that's uh, already being reported to the IRS. There's no way to funnel that through that's earned income and you can't get right. rid of that. So, this is you know, for 1099 I, people. 
Yeah, this is for people that are living on 1099, self-employed, or Mm -hmm. they can be people that that have W-2 income, but they're doing a lot of investments and they're making good money and it's worth saving. Now, you know, it's appropriate for people that are paying a significant amount in taxes because, honestly, the cost of the trust is about Mm $20,000. And so if uh, occasionally there's some group discounts, if there's a group goes together on it, then then we can get some discounts from off of that price a little bit. Um, But, you know, that's kind of where that's at. But there's also some package deals so that, if somebody were just to buy a business trust, it would also be twenty thousand. But if you the two together, that price drops to I, I believe it's twenty eight thousand. Um, if okay. the two are together, so it there's quite a bit of savings when we start grouping them. A group discount. Yeah. So you say a group of people could come together. Yes, yeah, but like the like the group of crypto people I've been working with, there there was actually a seventeen percent discount if we had groups of ten coming through getting the trust. Really? Yeah, or actually a group that where there was 10, because some of them were needing the business trust. So it was just if there was a total of 10, then there was that discount. Well, and so each one of them could, that that provides multiple people to be the grantors too. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, because then they can just sign off on each other's. Yeah. 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 Wow. Do you, do you communicate with, with, um, uh, clients or future clients instruments of the IRS and I say that kind of jokingly but they're CPAs <laughs> um, well actually um, the, my senior partner actually is connected to some folks that we actually will help train CPAs um, mm-hmm. we have some that are already certified and already doing it but if there's a mm-hmm. CPA that you know really wants to learn how to do it we we typically will you know walk them through how to do that because like our lead accountant has been doing this for 31 years He's prepared over 10,000 tax returns and has never once been audited. So, because wow. it's also the Supreme Court ruled in 1911 that there is no um, legislative oversight of a spendthrift trust. And so, um, that basically means the IRS, the government, and, unless somebody's done something fraudulent, they just can't get into them. Wow. Wow. So, that, you know, when the IRS well, can't actually get into it, it makes it less attractive to audit. Well, yeah. so many people will say, well, uh, let me talk to my CPA. That's you know. So, so yeah. will this, will you have a conversation with a CPA and help them understand this? You know, because like I said, most of them are just instruments. <laughs> right. They they don't want to cause any waves. You know. Right. And and, and 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 we are willing to talk to CPAs. I will tell you, we have kind of the same challenge with the CPAs that we have mm-hmm. with attorneys. With the whole thing is, well, if I've never heard of it, yeah. then you know, or I don't know much work, about yeah. it, and we should. Then I'm going to advise you on something I do know about. Yeah. So you aren't. The, yeah, exactly. I can see. I'm saying okay. you aren't protected because you don't have government oversight. So that must mm-hmm. is probably a risky investment. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. Wow. Yeah. I think I'd just go with the guy that's done done it thousands of times and <laughs> never lost in court. I like the sound. Oh, of exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. I just know the listeners, you know, that's something that yep. it would be like, okay, uh, how would it, you answered it perfectly. Miss Roxanne. Mm-hmm. That was, that was mm-hmm. outstanding. outstanding. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> this is, this is good stuff, Donnie. It is. It is. I'm, <laughs> I may have to have her back again for a, a second program and put some more people on with us. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. And then well, what, also, what's um, 
Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, also, you, you had mentioned to me uh, about uh, your crypto club and how y'all got scammed under, uh, was it CoinHub? Tell, oh. me, tell us a little bit about yeah. that because that's, uh, that's something people yeah. need to be aware of. Yeah, that that was the uh, the the crypto people. There's a big group of them that I was working with, and then there's a top, you know, then there's some others that are individually working on different things. Um, but the large group that I was working with had come into something that had called themselves it was an AI or an artificial intelligence a quantitative investment program, and they claimed the name to be Fidelity and said it was linked to Fidelity. Um, oh. We have since seen it come up as listed as Aurora and a couple of other things, but anything that says AI quantitative, I caution, look really, really hard at it before putting a dime in because they had been, they actually, the person who got involved here locally had done a couple of other investment kinds of things with the guy who brought them in and he'd basically been grooming him. And so he brought in another 400 people. Wow. And mm. in the course of that, uh, it looks like, and, and on July 4th, suddenly people quit being able to pull any money out. And they claimed that, oh, this is all because of this and this and this and this. And then um, then they started trying saying that, well, in order to release your funds, you need to make a 10% deposit of everything you've got in there. Wow. <laughs> and, uh, and which, of course, the, the few people that did that lost everything else that they put in there. But we, just the people who reported in on what was lost, it was over $13 million that was stolen. Oh, my. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. yeah. So anything you see that says AI quantitative, no matter what the other name is with it, look really hard before you put a dime in. Yeah. 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 And I found when so I there's looked, a lot of those. when I looked at that, I found a, uh, what seems to be a pretty good site that's called uh, T B B O B T B Bob, uh, dot com. And it does, it's a group of, uh, programming engineers and they do scam mm -hmm. reviews of which on there's where yeah. I found coin hub, AI, uh, quantitative trading. Mm -hmm. They went through all of the, they told all of the stories about it, but you can go on that site and they, they have a lot of those different kind of scams that are out there. And so that's something I bookmarked that yeah. to be able to uh, use well, yeah. as a move forward. And most of, most of them are keeping the name coin hub on there though, though at least the wallets that all these people were connected to on Coinbase have been shut down so that it has finally Coinbase paid attention to the reports. I think that, that this was fraudulent. Um, I'm not sure what's happening on the Binance side, but both, both, uh, they were listed and, and getting their money through both finance and Coinbase. Wow. Wow. Yeah, funny you bring up Coinbase. Um, the Justice Department arrests former Coinbase manager for insider trading. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, it, it's not that an industry or a certain, you know, product is bad. It's people. Mm -hmm. There are just yeah. bad people yep. out there and people do bad things. You know, they, uh, Guns aren't bad. The people who use them in a bad way are bad. You know that kind of kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but but it's just, it's sad. It's sad that there's stuff out there, and and that's why Donnie and I we are extremely excited about the platform that we're a part of with uh, BD Swiss because their goal, their mission, working with us because there's all these 
scams out there where, you know, send us your crypto, send us your money and, you know, get these great returns and then they can't get it, just like you just mentioned. Well, they're wanting to, you know, our hashtag is scam bus. You know, we're we're going to bust all this. We're going to show and prove the world that there are there are good platforms out there, and that's what we're a part of. And um, I tell you, Miss uh, Roxanne, um, we might can turn you on to uh, some potential clients <laughs> in our in our space. Yep. So I need you to say your website again. You know, let people know how they could get in touch with you. Sure. Um, my website, you can actually schedule a time on the website, or there's also a phone number there. Um, but the website is his, H-I-S, hisfaithfulstewards.com. So his, H-I-S, faithful, F-A-I-T-H-F-U-L, stewards, S-T-E-W-A-R-D-S.com. So. That's awesome. It sounds like your name is you're you're a believer. I am. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. Yeah, your locker doing website. good for others. Yep, and professing it. I did see. I did get to peruse your um your uh, booklet, and that is ah. very very informative as well. Is that something that you send out when people kind of request information when they reach out to you? Yeah, there's actually a button on my website to request a copy of the free trust booklet. And that ah. booklet goes through everything um, everything pretty linearly about the trust and how it works and, and what the different pieces are and components. So oh, um, if anybody wants a copy, yeah, if anybody wants a, a, a copy of the free e-booklet, they can go on there and request it as well. Wow. Fantastic. Well, you know, we're, we're doing things on, 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 on our end. You know, I think, you know, poor people cannot help the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wealthy people can help the kingdom. And so everything that I do with, with our project and trying to, you know, show people how they can transition from, you know, the fiat, the debt, the slave system into, oh, wow, sovereignty, you know. It's, 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 you know, it's mine. It's, it's good. Right. Um, you know, we're, we're helping, we're helping the kingdom. So, so that's, that's awesome to find like-minded folks that, you know, on your end, you know, once you've, once you've developed over here on this side, you've, you've made, 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 you've got income flowing, then you can show, you know, how to protect it and how to, you could probably self-direct through that trust as well. Uh, when a person, um, you know, uh, passes away, right? Is there some, some directives from the grave that can be implemented into your trust? Well, no, actually it has, that, that was the one that I forgot to mention is it's fully discretionary. Um, Mm -hmm. they can leave, they can leave their wishes with the trustee, but it can't be written into the trust because Mm -hmm. the trustee has to have full discretion. Okay. Okay. Without that, it throws it into a different category of trust. (coughs) Excuse me. I'm sorry. Okay. And it doesn't work. So that- okay, I just remember from the days of insurance, we had a group of guys, actually one in particular, and he really promoted trust. But every one of them sounded like they were the government ones, <laughs> you know. So mm-hmm. it was just well. That's that's one of the big differences is those trusts fell out. This person gets this much when this person dies. That person gets mm-hmm. that much when that person dies, or when they turn such and such an age, they you know, or they fulfill yeah. this, they can get that. This is totally different. It's full discretion of the trustee. 
So it can wow. go it can go on and on for generations, basically. You just pass yes. pass and on like, the trusteeship. Is that kind of what I pass on my trusteeship to my son? Or yep, yep, exactly. No, no, Donnie, you would pass that on to me. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Your co-host. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. DJ doesn't need it. Uh, Come on. Yeah, he might. He, he, he may disown me if I don't do that. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, and that, that's part of the beauty of the discretionary clause, because like, if you have one one kid who is doing really well, you know, they want to start a business, you want to throw funding behind them from the trust, you can do that. Suppose the other one's kind of gone wayward and any money would cause them to get further deep into their wayward ways. You have no requirement to release that because it's at your discretion. You know, what's released and when that's all up to the trustee. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. All I can say is I wish my mom was smarter. (laughs) 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 You know, but it goes back to where we taught how to do things. Yeah. You know, we're yeah. not taught this stuff. It's we have to be we have to be like, you know, uncovering information. Knowledge is power or applied knowledge, right? Yeah. It's power. And and here yeah. we are. We just go yeah. through the motions. Well, this is the way we've done it. You know, this is where we learned it in school. Yeah. You know, and this is brilliant. Oh, yeah. This is stuff that people need to know about. Yep. Yeah. Well, and one other one other real benefit here too is the fact that a trust doesn't die. So all of these assets mm-hmm. are owned within the trust and all the beneficiaries benefit from all of that. Um, but the thing is, it never dies. The trustee may change, the beneficiaries may change, but never is there any estate taxes because the owner never dies. Wow. Wow. So how, okay, the trustees die. So how would it keep going on forever and ever? Does one trustee have to then point another trustee? Keep it well, going. yeah, you, you, yeah, you name a successor trustee. You always have a successor trustee named, and sometimes even more than one. Yeah, and maybe a younger one. <laughs> yeah, preferably. Okay. Wow, this is brilliant, man. This is great and so information. I think for, I think this will be our most popular uh, podcast <laughs> to date. Yeah, yeah. So go back is, and listen to it this. It is for me. I want to learn. I definitely want to learn more because I also have a lot of friends that are in real estate that are constantly looking for ways to uh, cover up that passive income and to be able to yeah. uh, move their uh, property around without generating the uh, uh, taxes that go along with it. So. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Wow. This works really well for that investment group as well. So. Well, we've reached our 45 <laughs> minutes. So, uh, wow. What a great day. Thank you very much, Roxanne, for agreeing to come on. And, uh, we encourage everybody to go check out her website, uh, and, uh, get a copy of that, uh, uh ebook. Uh, I've, I've read it already more than once. Uh, and uh, I'm very excited to learn more about it as we move forward. Yeah. Well, thank yeah. you. Thanks again for having me. Sure, sure. And be sure to tell the listeners, be sure to say, hey, you heard it from Crypto You Say podcast. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Let yeah, her know. Sure let me know. <laughs> we're we're yeah. trying to get awareness, you know, of the podcast as well. But, yeah, it was a pleasure to, to meet you. On online, hopefully uh, I'll get to meet you soon. Do you do Zoom meetings when when one goes to your site and uh, sets yes. up the time? Okay. Yeah. That's yep. good. I schedule Zoom meetings. 
yeah. Great. Well, I can't wait to meet you as well because um, this is very, very uh, interesting. And I think I think I know a group of people. What do you think, Donnie? I think so. Yeah, this was made for <laughs> them. <laughs> and they, mm-hmm. and they, they can afford the $20,000 very easily. <laughs> yeah. Awesome, awesome. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that'll be an investment then. Okay, well, this is the we're going to wrap it up for today's show. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. We look forward to seeing you next time. And thank you, Blockchain Brandon and uh, Roxanne. Goodbye. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Bye. All right. See you, everybody. Okay. Good night. Okay. Thank you, <laughs> Roxanne. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.